Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dice and Die show, hey. if that's what we're calling it. Sure. We still don't really know. Um, hey, everybody, it's me again. It's Lisa, uh, not your usual GM. Um, as we discussed on the last couple of podcasts, I am standing in for a little bit, um, taking our illustrious players through the Curse of Strahd campaign. Um, so I'm going to introduce you to those guys now. Uh, we'll start with Gav. Gav, you're right, Gav. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Are you I'm back at work yet? Uh, I am. I'm. I'm in two days this week. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to be going back to work. But I've got the day off tomorrow because we, uh, the wife and I, are going for our 12 week scan. We're <gasps> be parents. Oh! Good luck, man. Congratulations. Yay. That's great. Thank you. That's incredible. Congratulations. Right. That's amazing. That's so amazing, excited man. for you. That's yeah. incredible. So come October, baby born. Only going to be about October. Two. November, I think. Yeah, yeah. November. Oh, I've got Halloween, to bring around baby. Ori to see the baby. Well, my birthday's Halloween, so it better not fucking turn up on Halloween. It's <laughs> <laughs> already not sharing. Well, that's yeah. incredible news, Gav. I'm so so mm. glad I started with you. Uh, yes. Sean, you got any news? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, actually, we. <laughs> oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart can't take it. Yeah. No, I've not been up to much really. The uh, a little plug for Great British Radio again that launched uh, last Sunday. It so did. we've been sweating getting stuff done. But uh, yeah, if you, I think everyone's happy with the launch, though, aren't they? As yeah, as I know. Yeah, it's all going well. I think all good. Happy That's days. Um, so yeah, fuck it. Shameless plug. Uh, if you've got, uh, you download the app, Great British Radio. It's not on DAB or on on the airwaves. But you can get the app, or you can say to your Alexa, "Alexa, play Great British Radio." Wow, go. you need to clip that and send that in as a agent. Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> That's beautiful. It'd be Joe Pasquale saying it, and then me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slightly different pitch. Um, James, how are you Hello. doing, James? We have so much shocking news just now. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm going to beat it all right now. <laughs> um, I've got some new strings for my guitar. Oh, that's actually great ones. So, yeah, what gauge? Really what nice. gauge? Uh, medium. Medium. Very nice. <laughs> I don't know very numbers. Nice. I'm, I'm so professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always then, just buy tens. So I'm like slinky tens. There's six of them. No, because they <laughs> right? but like the, the tens are no good on an acoustic, though, are they? They're kind of too. No, too, no, too wibbly. Like thin. Too wibbly. No, I think these are like. What's your, what's your brand, James? What'd you go for? Elixir. Oh, that's my brand nice. as well. Me too. No, yeah, too. Re- you know, you pay extra money for them, yeah. but they last they, forever. They, yeah, and they play great. They're Tell really you what, nice, I've got a cheeky know. set of uh, flat wounds on me uh, on me Epiphone Ooh. dot. Have very, you. very nice and j- jazzy, as they say. <laughs> what about well, the nano they... webs? Not, yeah, that's oh. what I've got. The <laughs> see, the thing is, the last ones I had were the bronze zinc ones, I think, and mm. these ones I've got are just bronze. So I'm in. I want to know what the difference is going to be. So I'm looking forward to putting them on. Excellent. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the music you're going to make because that's really what we want out of all of that. Oh, yeah. Ooh, more James music. More James music, absolutely. Yeah, I, I hopefully one day I'll, I'll regain my mojo and be able to do something. It'll be great. <laughs> it was there with a long James. It never left you. Well, if you want, <laughs> yeah, if you want to uh, dust the cobwebs <laughs> off with some uh, spooky fight music, feel free. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, good job. Or read, or just send the old one back in, but occasionally you just go like woo over it or something. That's, yeah, <laughs> I can, I I'll accept that. that. Makes or or boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry for the totally. Like, I mean, I haven't got any good. I killed a man. <laughs> With the guitar just strings. I killed a man. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's mine. I, I bought the pack. Because star strings is a ruse. I actually made a garrot and killed a man. Yeah, exactly. I've only got five strings now. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> just, I can always trust you to bring that. I mean, I've got no. I was, I was either, just about so, to throw it back. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on with the, nothing, um, with the DM? Well, I've, it's really odd being back at work now. It's like really busy because mm. we're trying to make up for like six months or whatever of lost work when it's an impossible task that no one should really be having to do. 
Yeah. So it's a bit odd. So, uh, but now we're kind of heading into Easter break. I'm trying to take a few days to regroup and sort of go. Fuck that noise! Like it's just it's Fuck just that pointless. Noise. What? I yeah. Love that phrase. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. Uh, it's because it's a lot of stress for all of, all of the teachers. I'm sure in every grade level are going through it at the minute. Um, people expecting us to kind of move mountains. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, and a crazy world, and it makes me not really enjoy my job but you know what i really do enjoy dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons new theme tune in the works there we go uh so yeah i think it's probably about time that we got back into our our little game here what do you think guys well just before we uh we do that lisa (laughs) i think now would be a great time to hear from our sponsors okay I hope you enjoyed those messages, ladies and gentlemen. I did. Um, I certainly did. <laughs> wow. Can't wait to get onto that website and buy the things that we're yeah, selling. Really did it while it was happening. I wonder <laughs> if we got... Did anyone take a note on the codes, those those deals? Oh, um, got wow. it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's return to our players and our adventurers in the gothic dark, dismal, drizzly world uh, of the Curse of Strahd campaign. We left off, or we finished with the team, uh, the newly uh, assembled team, still kind of strangers really, kind of feeling feeling each other out, getting to know each other a little bit, Um, having met a a pair, a brother and sister in need of some help um, in the town or the village of Barovia. their time in Barovia so far has been very strange. They have discovered a little bit about their surroundings, but nothing about how or why they're there. Um, the each each adventurer journeyed into Barovia separately, um, from completely different circumstances, but ended up on the same path. Um, they tried to traverse the mysterious mists that surround the edge of, of the lands, um, but could not escape them. And when they entered into the, the first sign of civilization, uh, the village of Barovia, uh, they were met with a, a cobblestoned, Victorian, Gothic looking, very tight knit village. Um, they entered a tavern, which seemed to be the only source of light in, in the dark darkness of the village at the time. Um, and they met with some of the patrons there, discussed uh, boarding and uh, some of the unique, interesting things that happen in Barovia with the owner of the bar, a Vistani gypsy lady. And they also met the barkeep and I believe... Um, Hempy ordered some tea. Of course. <laughs> so one of the other, one of the other uh, interesting things they were introduced to on that first night was the procession um, that they yeah. saw of no, the evening. Do you guys remember this? Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's fucking weird. So, around about dusk, a procession of ethereal figures, it appeared, marched their way through the streets of the village. Whoa. Siri's freaking out. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> that was hilarious. Siri was like, didn't catch that. Um, Me too, mate. Me too. So where was I? Uh, yeah, a procession of ethereal figures marched their way through the village with translucent pitchforks and torches. Um, and it was explained a little bit by by the Vistani owner that this is something that happens every night and is uh, a hangover from part of a curse part of the curse that has befallen the land of Barovia you were told about the prince the story of the prince um, that befell a curse and this is the land that he owned and the land has been therefore cursed with it you guys asked for details but you didn't really get much out of uh, the gypsy woman except for her to say you guys really don't know the depth of the troubles that you're in um she also told you that if you if you wanted to seek more information that you should speak to madam eva which is someone that was mentioned to carry on carry on early uh, in his campaign <laughs> carry on like, like a sh- shit comedy from the uh, from the 80s 
<laughs> carry on the Barovia. Um, is that checked luggage or carry on? <laughs> I keep doing it. Carry on. Carry on. Oh, carry on. I don't know. <laughs> you were. Oh, the letters. The letters. Um, so on your travels into Barovia, you guys have picked up on two letters. One was handed to Hempy um, yep. before oh. his transition into Barovia. The other was found on a corpse on the way into um, the main gates of Barovia itself. Both were signed from the Burgo Master, but with different um, kind of stories attached to those uh, letters and also different uh, wax seals. Um, I believe at the end of the last episode, you guys discovered the little bit of sleuthing and going to try and find the Burgo Master that, well, you tell me, what did you discover? So we discovered the daughter, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the daughter wants to go and bury the father, doesn't she? That's right. He's dead. Deed. Uh, ah, and the... uh, she she won't leave until we bury him. She, yeah, but she is under the curse or the, the spell the, of Strahd's. She's under Strahd's spell. Yes. And that's why we want to move her, but she won't move until we bury the old man. Yeah, and she what she wants out. Well, Pretty no, much. Yeah. So just to do like the rundown of the story line thus far, you were pointed in the direction of the Burgo Master's mansion. You went there. You actually found um, Ismark, who is the son of the Burgo Master, um, and was in the bar <clears throat> with you the night previous. Unbeknownst to the village, apparently, the Burgo Master had actually passed away, and you discovered that they've got his dead body in, in the mansion. Um and his daughter, Irina, um, is also, you know, very, very sick. And upon getting to know um, Ismark, he kind of explains the parts of the story to you. She is believed to be... Basically, Strahd wants her. No one really knows why, but she is tormented by him day and night. Um, and... On cycles, yeah, she has dreams and stuff. Doesn't she, she has dreams. Yes. She gets up and leaves of her own volition. Um, she's been attacked. The house has been attacked, um, and her father appears had had been killed in one of those onslaughts. Um, oh, well, and... She has to be willing for for it to for her, yeah, like for him to, for it the she? spell to work. She has to be willing or something like that. I've got it written down. Well, she's managed to shrug it off. I think as far as she can explain to you is that she doesn't have control of her wits when it happens. Right, okay. Um, but you know, she she's standing, off, doesn't she? She's standing before you. She's managed to yeah. either, you know, her dad or her brother have managed to snap her out of it or they've, you know, other villagers have helped or, you know, on various different occasions. That's kind of the background that you get. And Irina and Ismark really want to leave um, and they feel like being so close to uh, the castle, which you guys saw the night previous, again, when you were watching that procession, they feel like if they can get out from under the shadow of the castle up to Velaki, which is a different village in Barovia, then they may be able to pull her out of his, uh, his reach, even just for a little while, until they figure out something else to do. Didn't we also <clears throat> figure out that it was like, Arena, I've got down Arena is ad adopted. She is, yeah. She's adopted. Uh, and that if you die, if you die here, you're stuck here. There was something along those lines of like people's souls are trapped here kind of thing. And yeah. you can't, so you can't leave essentially. Or there's a very specific yeah. way of leaving or something like that. Well, without breaking the curse, I think we're stuck. Everyone else. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think, I don't, I can't remember what what prompted her to or, or Ismark to give you that information but that is true she is the adopted daughter of the Burgo Master yeah and they give you the the idea <clears throat> about the soul not being able to leave Barovia yeah you know maybe just giving you giving you what they know about why this land is so weird and cursed basically yeah. um, the also, other yeah sorry go on. sorry yeah just to just to tie tie that up the other caveat is that she will not leave until her father has been buried on consecrated ground in, you know, and preferably with the, with the rest of the family. Um, 
and wants that to be put to rest before she will move on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we left off. Yeah, the only the only other thing I've got, whether it's of any importance or not, is that I found a ring with a, a vine of fruit on it. On I think it was the body. That's that I believe that's everything. Cool. I think that's got everyone up to scratch. So you guys are in the you're still in the Burgomaster's chamber house, right? Yep. Yep. And you've had this conversation. You've yet to get to, you know, organizing or strategizing anything, but you have been given or at least been asked to assist in these tasks ahead of you. Irina looks a little bit perkier now than she did before. She's her her color has improved in her cheeks. She goes over to her, her father's body and starts kind of preparing him, wrapping his robes up neatly and just kind of spending some time with him mournfully uh, trying to prepare his body for whatever needs to happen next. Well, we need to um, we need to work out we need to come bury the body, don't we? Yeah, I don't think she's going anywhere with us if we don't bury the body. Uh, Can everyone just give me really quick because I haven't got it to hand, your passive perception? Passive. Where's passive perception? What's that mean? Sorry. It's underneath your skills on your character. Skills, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, passive, passive wisdom perception. That's up. Uh, 13. 16, 16, and 13. So my internet's wafted in that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Aranis, uh, probably uh, caught by um, Irina's like, beauty. Maybe staring at her ass. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. The other two of you, uh, Carrion and Hempy, notice that Ismark is. Um, looking a bit worried and a bit kind of, you know, pondering what the next steps are in the corner. Well, I think you look a little bit as worried as I do, to be honest, fella. Um, I, I don't know about you, but how are we going to get this fella, this, this the old uh, dead parrot, so to speak, over to this um, said graveyard? Well, there's more, there's more to this than, there's yet more to this mission than meets the eye, I'm afraid. All right. The church within the village of Barovia, the the priest there hasn't left the grounds for more than ten years. I can't I can't really put a number on it. Um, I've been up to see him, but he shuts me out, and he is the only one in the village that knows of the Burgomaster's passing. But even he wouldn't leave his his grounds to come and help me. I feel that we might need to make a we might need to convince him first before we can even, you know, what, take the father's body over. I think Does so. anybody know charmed person? Does anyone, <laughs> anybody know a charm spell? <laughs> charm um, spell unfortunately, anyway. I'm not quite prepared for that today, but uh, <clears throat> just to, how far away is this this church that you, you speak of? Oh, it's just up it's up to the north, uh, northwest of town. It's It's... Probably 20, 30 minute walk. If so, what are you saying? That he won't let us in if we don't, like at the moment, he's not willing to bury the body. He hasn't let anybody in. There's been no ceremonies. Um, I've already pleaded with him once to to come here and help us, but he won't leave the, he won't leave the church. He's boarded the doors. And this is your, this is your guy. You know, we, we can't just take this guy and dump him in an hole around the corner. <laughs> I know lots of, you know, as Pelor, Pelor once said, as long as the holy man is there, then bury whoever you like. <clears throat> and as fine. once uh, Aranis Nalo said, every hole is a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. So let's just dig a ditch out the back and throw him in. Savvy? <laughs> I understand that you may be savages from the lands that you're from but you, what you don't understand about this strange world is that no matter your uh, you know the depth of, of understanding you have with your god if you try to consecrate the ground around here the dead will still rise and the only the, the, the only way that we can be sure that that won't happen to our dear father is to take him to our church well that makes sense why the priest has locked himself in then. 
In, yeah, indeed. He's t he's petrified. Yeah. It's going to take right, some well, convincing. Let's go and have a, a chat with him. Now, uh, for the purposes of, you know, moving this on a little bit, are we taking him with us or do you think we should go and speak to the Breek first? All I'm seeing is a very funny Weekend at Bernie's type scenario about to happen. <laughs> and I think we should go with that. In fact, I insist. Is Mark? Is Mark? Is Mark? Kind of looks at you guys and is kind of is you know, what do you guys suggest? Um, if if you know, I'll, I'll follow your your lead. You know, you're helping me. So, are we? Are we not really meant? Is are we keeping this death a bit hush hush? Is what I'm saying. Do I? Yeah, I think. Are we dragging the body out should, or not? I don't think we should take the body till we know we can get it in. No, fair enough. What Buddha yeah. said. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay that seems like that seems like a, a good plan as any um the only reason that i've kept my father's death from the majority of the village is because um he was uh irena's most fervent protector if strad if, if strad knows that he is dead then that could that could increase the onslaught you know tenfold or at least that's my concern so that's why i've kept it kind of hush hush for now Aye. well mm. should we go and pay a visit to the padre who what yeah. who's who's gonna stay behind and look after the the body I, i'm not entirely sure is it safe to leave Aranis with a body the can't fight <laughs> is it safe to leave Aranis <laughs> with a body uh, well arena in his mark <laughs> Irina and his mark will um, look after the body. Yeah, we they're, they're, they're happy to stay until you guys return with word that you can. At the same time, you know, we're unfamiliar guests of said priest, so would it not be wise that one of these came with us to be like, it's all right. Oh, I know these fellas. Well, they're we great. We could show the ring, couldn't we? How about the ring? Would yeah, we'll take the him? ring. Um, would that say that we're from him, from the uh, whatever it's called? Irina's kind of overhearing your plans. She's going to take from one of the nearby sideboards um, a, a, a piece of uh, an ornament. But as she comes over to you and hands it to you, uh, you see that it is kind of, it looks like a religious holy symbol. There's uh, pictures of the sun and uh, different seasons passing, images of life and death on this kind of elaborate brass bronze ornament um and as you look at it you kind of clock that oh wait this whole place is is filled with these symbol holy symbols or or kind of uh, from various different gods they you, you get this you get the impression that these guys have tried pretty much fucking everything right, <laughs> they're just okay. kind of like Ugh. um so she hands you something that she feels like she might be you know it might be recognizable do i um, do I recognise this as anything uh, close to like uh, what I know? Roll a religion check. <laughs> Rolling some dice in Dungeons Roll and Dragons. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's a perfect roll for Carrion. Um, <laughs> oh, Paylor's the sun, right? Uh, but yeah, that, that's who I... Uh, oh, you see, this uh, is a symbol of Paylor. <laughs> this is a symbol Oh... Our fellow Paylor uh, people, <laughs> Paylor's people, uh, kind of like Pan's people, just less dancing. <laughs> Paylor's people. Well, basically, what you what you gather is that because there is the the sun depicted as the main part of this holy symbol, that whatever pantheon of gods this would be, Paylor would be the top dog. Yeah. So you are you are definitely feel connected to this holy symbol. Um, so she tells you that you would be, you know the priest would know this item because the priest gave us this item um you know a few few moons back to add to our collection of uh, protection does this uh, priest worship in, a so. particular god or irena says to you she says i've met many uh i've met many a visitor from outside of barovia and again many of them don't understand how far from their gods they are when they're in this place the priest at the church is is looking for a god. He's looking for um, divine intervention. But there is no name attached to this god. 
And then Ismark pipes up and says, you know, with the years of this this land being cursed, I'm under the impression, or at least, you know, my father told me that the gods of old that would have been worshipped in the days of the, of the birth of the land of Barovia have been forgotten because people have been scared to speak their names. Because really, there's one person who wants to be the true leader of this land in, in, in all senses of the word. So well, I'll give you that information with a little bit of sadness. Well, maybe, you know, I can have a little chat with a priest and see if we can get the word of Pelor spread throughout this damned town. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what's the next move? I suppose we head up to the church, don't we? Yeah. Take. Do we know where it is? Have we been given it's directions? North, it? It's always north. Our uh, directions. So I'm just getting my map up. Yeah, directly north. Where, uh, so you're heading back, back up that straight road to the, down the centre of town. When you get to the main crossroads, there's a road that goes travels northwest. You head up there, and you will actually see the church at the at the top of that um, at that road. Yeah. So right. you've not travelled this far um, north or west in the village so far, and as you head outside, um, what, what what did what time of day did we say it was? It was like. Afternoon. Right? I just presume it's always night time. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's always I, think dark. I was thinking that too. Yeah. There's a day and no, there's a day and night cycle. You left the you left early morning, didn't you? Yeah, we the, did. Yeah, because um, we had a night sleep, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's even just like that, yeah. yeah, it's just drizzly and dark. There's no like beautiful sunrise or anything. It's yeah, just yeah. overcast and uh, Essex constant drizzly rain. <laughs> um, before you leave, Ismark and Arena just give you all a very you know grateful shake of the hand and and wish you well and you know they wish they could give you more help and uh, you know guidance but this is you know you're their only hope they tell you to be really careful of the streets of barovia of the village of barovia they tell you to be careful of the of the village but you know beyond that they're just grateful for the assistance so how are you going about doing this are you just marching through town are you gonna try and be sneaky about it or are you what are we, well, what are we doing i, I, I would I have find... thought we would just head there like normally we don't yeah. want to start sneaking now yeah do i, I find no suspicious. reason to be yeah yeah because you've yeah you've you've been given no reason to be particularly yeah. i think whether you want right. to use my passive perception for this or you know whatever i don't know how you want to do it but i i, I know that i'm this is a weird place and it's, yeah. things aren't quite right so I'm I feel like I'm just constantly scanning and yeah. I think we all are I think definitely mm -hmm. so. yeah <clears throat> I'm not comfortably walking through town you know it's it's a you're keeping we, an eye out yeah it's, cool, it's cautious we're on our guard yeah eyes are everywhere you head out the front door of the Burgermaster's Mansion it's dark and drizzly as it was when you entered. It's probably mid-morning, early afternoon time about now, um, but there's still, you know, you can't see a sun in the sky. It doesn't pierce the clouds at least. And there is, uh, on the edges of the houses and in the alleyways in between, there is still that mist that, that kind of permeates constantly around you guys. As you step outside of the house and head down the path, back down the, the main road, past a couple of houses you start to hear that faint sobbing yet again that oh, you heard yeah. on the way in this time it's on your right yeah. um do you continue past uh, from the is this I the same of... house it is the same house the same house but we've got, i'm intrigued back but i know way. some shit's gonna go sideways if we go in there <laughs> <laughs> You can still continue on. Yeah. It's not, I just have to mention it because it's there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's there yeah, and it's I think, persistent. I think we continue on. No problem. Yeah. You continue on past the unsettling whimpering. Um, <laughs> Guilt. And then... Past yeah, the, past yeah. the clickbait. <laughs> um, uh, I think, Carrie, and you were saying that you were going to keep an eye out. So roll a perception check for me, please. <laughs> oh, I'm good at this one. Um, well, not not unless you roll shit. That's uh, so a roll to six. Uh, so it's 12. Please. Please, Bob. Could you, I roll two? You see, yeah, everyone can roll, actually. Yeah, go on. 
Can I roll again? No, you can't roll again. Let's <laughs> try. Ten. Twelve. Awesome. So as all three of you just head down into the centre of town, you're just sort of taking in the environment and the surroundings and they're unsettling and strange. Um, the only wildlife that you really notice around here, you know, any tree that has sprung up from the ground is dead um, and appears to be kind of leafless and, and straggly. Um uh, or, or leaves that are left behind are kind of grey and brown and acrid. Um, nice every word. now and again, you see a dark, large, dark black kind of bird, probably a raven or crow, uh, perched up in a, a in a different eaves or a different house somewhere. Um, but that's that's all you noticed um, as you're heading down the main tower. There doesn't appear to be any immediate danger. Can I? So you head up. Active, sorry. sorry, just to add to that, can I actively keep track of what I think may be crows on ravens? You uh, may. More, one more so than the other. I, whether that's just, I think just generally, I want to figure out if it's all ravens or if there are crows here, especially. Sure. Roll a nature um, check. Oh, uh, where's Puck when you need him? Uh, <laughs> 12. 12. I've rolled shit. It's really hard weeks, to so. make out at this distance at the moment if these birds are just completely in shadow or if they're, you know, crows or ravens or, you know, a subspecies of both. You just can't quite work it out just yet. As you, You've got to keep an eye out for it, though, as you that's, go. That's I'll, something I'll I, mind. yeah, I'm fully aware of. Just I want to see if these are all ravens or if there's particularly a, a, a vast amount of crows here. I think that's the main thing. Um, so there's no vast amount of anything at the moment. It's just the odd... Mm creature here and there so um perhaps if you see a <clears throat> you know a group of them you might have a better chance of making a check okay as you head up towards the main kind of path for the church and you pass the last houses before there is a kind of larger uh, opening and the mists part you notice that the ground starts to uh kind of take uh, it rises so you're kind of walking a little bit uphill now as you head up this path you can see above you the castle in the distance, but closer than it was um, when you spotted it on that on that night uh, in the inn. Shrouded in shadow and mist, but it's there, looming over the town as it ever was. And you get the sense that this church is at the base of, of whatever strange, craggy stone mountain that that castle sits at the top. The church itself has obviously weathered the assaults of evil. There's claw marks on the stone outside, the wire, um, uh, the wrought iron fencing that kind of takes the entire perimeter of the church is bent and weathered and knocked down in places. Um, it looks battered and unkept. There's a bell tower that rises towards the back and there is a shingled roof that's broken in places. And because it is so dark and dreary, you can just about detect some light inside that, inside the building. But again, windows are shuttered uh, or openings are shuttered, doors are shuttered, um, heavy wooden, um, <coughs> wooden iron doors closed to any visitors. It doesn't look welcoming, to say the least. Uh, is it worth checking the perimeter? Yeah. <clears throat> um... can, can I have a little... Uh... Just have a quick look around. Look around the cheeky shifty. How high is the the bell tower, Lise? Um, you get the sense that it's like the second story. So there's like a, there's one story, which is probably a high ceilinged main central church chamber. So it's probably about a story and a half high, and then the bell tower's on top of that main structure. And it drops straight down like a. Of like a chimney, so to speak, into the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. And it's in the from what you're seeing at the moment, it's in the middle at the back. Can okay. I just climb over this wall and let us in? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you are, you know, the 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 main gate that you approach is completely <laughs> like fallen over. There's no, there's no, there's nothing stopping you from approaching the front door. Um, okay. So you can monkey over it but there's not much need to. Uh, <laughs> and as you get to, uh, yeah, you can you uh, just uh, approach the well, building. 
let's do that then. Approach, you know. Yeah, so we just go. The building. Let's go for. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna go up and knock on the door. I'm gonna hold my hands up while you knock at the door. So just to show we got no, we mean no harm. I, I look at him weirdly and copy him. <laughs> so you knock at the door there is a beat you don't hear anything is there a window that I can look through something I can see into the building make a perception check okay that's about uh, what's that plus six 18 18 so you actually walk to the kind of left hand side of the main doors and as you circle around you see what would have been sort of really elaborately stained glass windows that have been mostly shattered and boarded up. So you maybe see like a corner of glass that, that has remained. And with that 18 check, you manage, you find a, a corner of glass that you feel like you could probably peer inside if you approach it. It's very dusty and grimy, so I'm going to take a little spit shower. Yep. Lovely. Sound effects op- opportunities always. <laughs> um, so you kind of make a little bit of a circle of the field of view you peer inside and because you're kind of to the left of the main entrance what you see what looks to be like a bed chamber you see an unmade bed very simple furniture um there's very little light coming in here but you'd sense that there's a door an open door on the other side of the chamber where the light's kind of coming in from and uh yeah that's what you see can it can i i, I want to see is there like a lot i want to kind of see if i can see into the main area uh so is there do i know that if i was to, is there another window i can look through or you could continue around the building oh. Yeah, I'm gonna also pick up a rock and have that in my hand ready. So, as you turn around and start to make your way, um, following this building around, your passive perception picks up a noise ahead of you. You are stopped in your tracks by the sound of what appears to be grunting and okay. snuffling. Oh, it's Somewhere close by. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from inside. He's not had a shag for a while. It's fair. <laughs> if you stop for a second to try and work out where you hear that from, it's actually coming from your west. So it's coming from a, uh, away from the building. As you turn around to kind of maybe catch where you can see this, uh, the source of this sound coming from, you see two hands lunge out at you towards you from the mist. Roll initiative. Ooh. 23. 19. Old 19 as well. Oh, I've got to remember all the things my character can do now. <laughs> yeah, I've not done anything before. Oh, yeah, it's fighty time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might be able to use my uh, my firebolt. Nice. Hempy, because you are close by, you notice this. Uh, you obviously know that Carrion went round that corner. You know that he's in some sort of issue. So it's your turn. 20, 30, 40. I can't get within range of him. I can only get there. Okay. That's that, isn't it? <laughs> So you could take your action to, like, do other stuff. You can yeah. use an action to... I love that this first uh, fight, everyone's, like, <laughs> trying to excessively yeah. yeah. go through their notes. How do you do d like, again? Ah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we haven't done it for a while, so it's... What's this dodge <laughs> thing, then? It focuses your life on, on avoiding attacks. So it basically, I think the mechanic is... Sorry to The dodge action, you focus entirely on avoiding attacks until the start of your next turn. Any attack roll made against you has disadvantage. Okay, just put that If on. you can see the attacker and you make deck saving throw an advantage. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. So I do some so cool you are of, like jet leave, like, like Defending, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Okay, that's all you can do in your turn though, right? Y- yeah. Okay, Carrion. Uh, have I got eyes on what this is? You can now see... You can now see uh, a visage of horror 
um, a humanoid figure um, that you know you make out you make out parts of what looks vaguely human, but the hair right. is missing patches and it's long and wet and greasy and straggly. And then as you bring your eyes down to the face, there's large chunks of flesh just missing uh, and a jaw definitely out of place and hanging off and it's making a horrifying noise towards you like a <laughs> noise <laughs> I'm bad at noises uh, right <clears throat> I'm just gonna take a step towards it and he's gonna cast inflict wounds on yep. the motherfucker uh, does that just automatically hit then as, as a spell you tell me I don't know all yeah, the spells make a oh, make a, <laughs> a melee spell attack so I presume I roll for that so you have to roll an attack with your spell casting another <coughs> out. Uh which is plus six. Sixteen plus six. Twenty-two. Nice. Takes three D ten. Yeah, that will hit. Three D ten necrotic <laughs> damage. Uh, Fucking hell! <laughs> I'll be using this one a fair bit. Sure, go ahead. It's a nine and a nine <laughs> and a zero, which is a ten. Isn't it? Oh yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so that's is that ten total. Twenty-eight. <laughs> so wow. Twenty-eight points of damage total. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell! Holy fucking shit! I like that. So spell. you and you—that's a touch spell, right? You have to touch it. Yeah. To touch spell. Uh, instantaneous. Okay. One action. Where do you touch it? Show uh, us on this doll. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be honest, if it was coming at me with the hands, I would have grabbed the arms, maybe. The other hands were the first thing coming at me, weren't they? So I would have pushed them away and maybe grabbed them. So you grab it by the wrist, let's say, and you, you know, pulse that kind of spell energy into its arm and you watch as the flesh begins to retreat on its arm and the bone disintegrates and turns to dust. And as you stand there, kind of horrified, the arm from the shoulder comes off in your hand. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 necrotic damage continues to burn into the body, and this 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 creature looks mighty wounded. Okay, Aranis, oh, mm. it's your turn. Um, yeah, I'm going to shift up. I can move up to it now. Can I? Sh- I've got a. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to use my firebolt. But can I shoot through people, or do I have to use disadvantage because I'm shooting through? Shoot through an ally. That's fine with me. Okie doke. I would get the impression um, that as a free action, you'd say duck, and then that person might go, yeah. <laughs> and then he would fire. That's fine. <laughs> get out of the way. Um, I rolled a nineteen. That hits. I'm guessing it's one d yeah one d ten. This spell's damage increases by 1d10 when you reach 5th level, so it's just going to be 1d10. Sure. And I know that's right, because that's the class I play my other game. Uh, I rolled a 5. So that creature, uh, the dart goes, aims good and true and goes straight through the centre of its head and the burn damage kind of swallows the entire creature and it is left as a pile of dust in the ground. Kabla! Dead! Deceased. <laughs> Fucked Breath up. of life, Yay. he sleeps. Um, um, is that everything for your turn, Aranis? Yeah, I think that's all I can do. I uh, fired me. I moved my full movement and fired a fireball, so. Okay. What is that? What the turtle? From Carrion and Hempe's perspective, you can now see that another uh, enemy has joined uh, the fray, a similar looking creature ahead of you from behind that creature there's another humanoid figure um luke it's your turn (laughs) 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 it's really confused who (laughs) from the shadows emerges (laughs) camera pans in (laughs) (laughs) something that you've probably never seen before actually um maybe some of you are magically trained. Uh, possibly resemble some kind of construct, maybe some kind of golem. You're made of like mostly metal and, and wood. Weird kind of like vines holding it together. Wearing this kind of strange type of hat with a rimmed hat comes charging forward next to its side. It's kind of re- 
wolf made of again metal and, and like clockwork and very very strange Ooh. comes charging out of the uh, the shadows jesus christ <laughs> brandishing a shield on one arm and a from its back pulls out a long sword that charges forward and will make a swing and let's see if we can enter with something flourish <laughs> and it's natural one well, actually a 16 plus uh, a lot 23 total not 16 plus 23 yeah, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ oh show him. <laughs> 20, 20 23 overall to hit I'm going to assume that that is a hit yeah that's that's my hit and D8 a D8 is the funny looking one a D10 is the most perfect dice of the lot it is beautiful <laughs> eights are the funny ones and like eights are like pyramids stacked on top of each other. You can describe it, that. Yeah. As a ten, well, it's hard to describe. See, see, my my um, top, isn't it? My role-playing background comes from playing D100 systems. I used to play Rollmaster, so D100 system, so I'm used to using D10s. Right. But in World of Darkness, yeah, it's like, like a spinning top. You're right. Oh, and he comes in like a trooper, rolling <laughs> in. So I just he charges in from the shadows. Shield in hand, as he runs in, he pulls the sword out from the back, from his sheath on his shoulder, pulls it round, swings round, doing a whopping 13 points of damage. <laughs> Noir! Of if it makes any difference at all. Magical damage. Magical damage? I've not even heard of that kind of so, damage. Dam damage still. This is. Have I got to go and buy a new book now because of this? I bought books that explain <laughs> everything, and that's, that's been it. a lie, clearly. Who, what's this then? It's a magic dealt. Magic dealt? Damage just dealt by a magical weapon. By a fucking robot. Yeah, this just damage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you would know that. <laughs> okay, Charges so you forward. are. So that's an attack uh, action. You've got, you've used some movement, but not a lot. Is there anything else you want to do in your turn? Do you Absolutely. Need Using my <laughs> bonus action, he then calls out. Here, Spud. <laughs> I haven't I haven't developed the voice yet. It's been bugging me all week as with my mind what kind of voice to do. Dog. Kill the okay, dog. So your dog is going to be this dude with blue and green dot. <laughs> <laughs> it's you again, but with a blue and green okay. dot. For now. Because so I can't. I can't it moves on my it moves on my action, but cool. I can use a bonus action to command it. Uh it is gonna make an attack. Oh, an eighteen plus whatever it's got. <clears throat> 22 to hit. Yep. <laughs> five points. D&D challenge rating is shit. <laughs> five, points, five, five points of damage as it does a, what's called a force empowered rend. Plus cool. one to hit. Yeah. It basically just is like a bite. It just jumps it. up and just bites at it and stands in front of it. <clears throat> Growling. Awesome. So uh, where where on the body does it bite? Uh, these like kind of like shambling kind of zombie type creatures. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I was on my phone ignoring you guys while you were playing. <laughs> Welcome so, back. As is expected. <laughs> if it's like Welcome back. Towards, he would <laughs> charges in, jumps up, bites it on the arm as it's kind of stumbling forward, and then kind of like to get its attention, and there's this like squats down in defense position. It looks kind of like. Um, as I say, it's, it's a robot dog, uh, but Hang it on. is sure. kind of like um, the littlest hobo. It's got a little neckerchief and everything. I love that. That's adorable. <laughs> um, so you uh, you notice as your as your dog does attack that the arm that has been attacked doesn't come off, but definitely stretches and elongates um, with like sinew and muscle and tendons that should that are no longer attached that should be, um, <laughs> and that is. Is it the end of your turn? That will be the end of my turn. Hello, everybody. Hey. hey. My name's Luke. I'm your best friend. Your, uh... <laughs> just, just best friend now. <laughs> no longer your uh, host uh, or a uh, GM. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. But I'm still gonna haunt your dreams. <laughs> so, um, okay, that's the end of your turn, and that's gonna be the end of our episode for this week. Join us back in the middle of combat next time on The Dice and Die.
Luke's back. Yay! (laughs) From all of us here at the Dice and Die, thank you so much for downloading our podcast. If you enjoy listening to us, then please head over to iTunes, Stitcher or Podchaser.com and leave us a review. Thank you to our very own James Blythe for all the music you hear during our shows. And finally, thank you to, um, well, me. This is awkward. For all your video production, audio editing and content creation needs, head over to my website, seanleefilms.co.uk. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next time. The Dice and Die is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy and is not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Danger. Mystery. Intrigue. Think you've heard all that actual play podcasts have to offer? Think again. I'm Nate Peterson. (coughs) I'm Nate Peterson, the 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 dungeon master. (laughs) Yes, Stuart. What can I do for you? I know naught of this, Stuart. My name is Dweezil Vanzafir, the Bard of Bards. Well, firstly, your name's Stuart, and you're from Yorkshire. Secondly, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm trying to record an advert for our show. Well, firstly, in your parlance. I've never even heard of this Yorkshire, and secondly, if there is a show to be advertised, then surely it should be I, Dweezil Vanzafir, to do the advertising. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, surely this is a job for me as the Dungeon Master. Uh, perhaps a, uh, song? Mm, no, I certainly don't think it's time for a song. Five adventurers, brave and true, strong of will and strong of arm, a band unbreakable through and through. They protect each other from insult and harm. What more persuasion could one require? Tune in to hear our tales. Dyson Desire. You see, Stuart, words do have power, but certainly not as much power as the dungeon master. Join me as I corral my merry band of misfits who stonking thunder every week on Dyson Desire, a 5e actual play podcast. What up, Nerd Nation? Steve here from the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast, or DNA for short, your go-to podcast for all things nerd culture. You want to know fun facts about the latest movies? Done. Interested in a new hobby? We've got you. Have questions and want to hear from the experts? Say no more. Join me and my crew every week to hear about our latest takes on everything nerdy and go on a few tangents on the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast, where we know it's not just a hobby, it's hereditary.